on today's Into Your Head number 683, how to look at a windmill, repurposing a post-it, memorable phone numbers, running a pharmacy from a pub, uh, podcasts via telephone, an in-depth look at our philosophy and lots more. a lot to get on with today items that need to be attended to issues that need to be addressed topics oh topics we've got lots and lots of topics we're positively booming to the seams with topics we've got topics coming out of uh, topics coming out of this phone number uh, this phone number of mine uh, it's written on a post it it's written on the Oh, well, interestingly, it's written on the front of a sticky post-it note, uh, the back of which is sticky, uh, but I found some sticky stuff to put on the bottom of the front of it uh, so that I can stink a sticker to the back of the uh, monitor, but uh, facing forward uh, with the phone number part facing me. It's an ingenious system I've ignored. Uh, just because uh, just because these products are designed with inbuilt systems which you're supposed to use, uh, that doesn't mean you can't uh, alter the way you use them and put them to your own use. Uh, this poster was designed to be stuck on top of something using the sticky bit at the back. I don't like the sticky bits at the back of post-its. I find them unreliable. Uh, so no, I found some. I found some blobs of. So what did I get these off? I think I got them off packaging or something. Crunched up, uh, basically crunched up sticky blobs of gel that I got off something. Uh, stuck two of them to the front of this poster. It's ingenious, really. I hadn't really thought it this several weeks ago, and it hasn't fallen down yet. I put my new phone number up there in my monitor in case I in case I ever need to reveal my new phone number to anybody, and I don't have it to hand. Um, I knew no phone number is absolutely fucking fantastic. It's got, uh, it's got repeated digits in it. Uh, it's got a little pattern at the end. Uh, it's even got the number of the emergency services built in uh, to make it more memorable. Uh, I have I've had quite good luck with phone numbers through uh, through the past ten years ago, or so since I got my first cell phone. I've had several. Uh, uh, quite mem- reasonably memorable phone number digit combinations. Uh, I suppose it w- wouldn't be a problem if I just stuck with the same number for 10 years, which you can do now, but in those days you couldn't. In those days, if you switched mobile contract operators, you had to get a new number. They said, no, you can't have the number 3 anymore. You have to have the number 5, because uh, we only give out the number 5. We don't have access to the group of numbers with the number 3 in them. Uh, no, no, uh, they had one operator company had the fives and the other ones had the sixes and the other one had the sevens and then they brought in a new one and they got the trees or something to that effect. Uh, something to that effect and then someone saw sense. Someone said, oh, uh, let's make it so that when you change phone companies you don't have to fucking move house just because you changed cell, f- cell phone providers or mobile phone operators as we call them over here. Uh, you follow Foreigners like to call them cell phones, uh, so I've got into the habit of saying cell phones when I'm talking uh, on the international internet works here. Uh, but no, they're called mobile phones. They're called mobile phones because they're telephones and they're mobile. They abbreviate 
telephones to phones and then you put mobile in front of it uh, you can probably shorten that a bit more in fact we do a lot of us just say mobiles over here uh, but then if you go into a toy shop and you say do you have any mobiles and they'll say do you mean one of those things with the uh, fluffy things hanging off us that you hang over a child's bed to help it sleep uh, or do you mean a toy mobile phone or do you mean a real mobile phone probably nowadays because that's what the kids get the kids all have real mobile telephones they used to have uh, toy ones I'm not sure what, frankly what's the difference between a toy mobile phone and a normal mobile phone that doesn't work uh, if it's a toy mobile phone uh, I don't know I don't know anyway suffice to say hello and welcome to the show Two mobile phone operators walk into a bar. One of the mobile phone operators goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest? Oh, hang on a minute. I'm sorry, I have to take this. And she answers her phone and says, Hello, uh, you're true to the mobile phone operator system. How may I direct your call? And the man behind the bar says, excuse me, there's no phones in here. And the mobile phone operator says, I think you'll find there is. I've got one here right now. This is a phone. Do you deny that this is a phone? Or are we going to have another of these frigging philosophical debates that I always seem to get into about whether a phone is, is a thing or not a thing? It uh, seems to always happen in pubs if I go in after 9.30pm. Uh, no, I think you'll find there is. If there are phones here, there's at least one and this is connected telepathically well electronically uh, but if you, if you showed it to an ancient civilization if you went back in time and traveled to an ancient civilization and showed this phone uh, call in operation to uh, ancient peoples uh, they'd say oh look he's talking telepathically with someone and they'd be largely wrong about that because for one thing I'm not a he I'm a she and for another thing there's no telepathy involved it's just uh, uh, electronic technology that they haven't seen before although they'd probably be more interested in the time travel element although I wouldn't necessarily say that it was time travel I just appear from behind a rock or something maybe I don't know anyway uh, bear with me a moment I have to take this call uh, how may I direct your call sir and the man at the other end of the phone says something uh, but we can't hear it those of us who are monitoring this story from within the pub because uh, has jammed down her ear and only her she can hear she hasn't got her on speakerphone and she replies uh, certainly sir I'll have a look I'll have one of our engineers look at your uh, malfunctioning voice system first thing in the morning and the uh, man behind the bar says Christ and the woman says uh, sorry about the man behind me saying Christ I'm in a pub here uh, yes that may sound like a surprise too uh, surprising enough to me as well uh, but it turns out we're such a small upstart mobile telephone company that I double as both the uh, both the uh, main switch operator uh, and their uh, marketing person who goes around to pubs and tries to market stuff to people uh, anyway goodbye and then she hangs up uh, well in so far as you can hang up with a mobile telephone it's not one of those old flip ones it's uh, one of those modern smart horse phones 
phones with the big screen. Ah, so she probably just, I don't know, presses the button on the top or top somewhere. Doesn't really matter. Suffice to say, she terminates the, the electronic connection with the other person. Ah, as far as we know, anyway, I suppose she could be secretly being bugged. And how do you terminate a bug that's there secretly that you don't even know about? I don't know. Uh, but no, let's not get bugged down in all that. Anyway, she says, uh, sorry about that. Can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, I thought you said you were here in your job, in your, uh, oh, in your capacity as a part-time marketing person and part-time uh, well, apparently full-time uh, mobile uh, switchboard operator for your company. And she says, yes, I am. Part of my job is to drink Guinness. Do you have a problem with that? And the man behind the bar says, uh, I suppose I don't. Not any reasonable one that I could communicate here without looking like a bit of a gobshite anyway. So let's say, no, I don't have a problem with that. And the woman says, OK, on the count of three, we'll all say, uh, we don't have a problem with that. And they count to three and she goes, they both go, we don't have a problem with that. And she goes, oh, I'm glad we sorted that out then. Point of your finest Guinness, please. Thank you very much. And the man behind the bar says, uh, certainly, young man. And the woman says, who are you talking to? And the man says, that's none of your business. Uh, it's obviously not to you because you're obviously a woman. Very obviously you're a woman because uh, you're going around yapping on the phone, uh, getting in everyone's way and being a general nuisance. And the woman says, excuse me. And the man says, uh, you're excused. And the woman says, I don't like being talked to like this. And the man says, I'm not talking to you like this. I'm on a, I'm on a hands-free kit. I've got a little thing behind my right lug here. I'm talking to someone on the phone. Uh, I run a... Oh, I run a drug, a drug dealership switchboard uh, as a... Oh, on the side here. And I'm talking to someone on the phone here. And the woman says, that's illegal. And the man says, it is not. I didn't say I was selling illegal drugs. I'm running a... Oh, I'm running a 24-hour pharmacy. Uh, which I have a premises next door. If anyone needs something in emergency, in an emergency, I can run next door and get it ready for them, and they'll come down and collect us. So I run the switchboard from here. Have you a problem with that? And the woman says no. But I begin to think that where all these jobs we're having on the side that are so apparently so lucrative, maybe we should all stop doing what we're doing in the real world and just do the stuff that we're doing in our lugs on our hands-free kits here. And the man says, you have a point there. You have a point there. Uh, here it is. A point to Guinness. Ho, ho, ho. Here's a little joke for you. And the woman says, oh, you're terrible. I mean, in a good way. Uh, well, I don't really, but I'm just saying so. Uh, just to be social. And the man behind the bar says, that'll be eight euros and 65 cents, please. And the woman says, here you go. And the man says, thank you very much indeed. And the woman says, you're very, very welcome indeed. Well, she doesn't. She just says, yeah, and goes off to her seat. And a great night is had by all. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking... Uh, this show is a bit uh, telephone-centric, if you don't mind me saying so. And I, as a long-term listener, uh, remember a time uh, three or four years ago uh, when episodes of this uh, podcast were available to listen to by telephone. Uh, there was a time I used to publicise a telephone number that I got from free somewhere where you could ring up and we would play the late 
latest episode of Into Your Head Down to Phone to you. I have no idea whether it still works. I don't have any information about it whatsoever. Uh, could be still out there somewhere. I couldn't be. I couldn't care. That is, we're back in the days when podcasts had just been invented and we are all, oh, we are all young and sprightly and full of enthusiasm and we said, oh, let's make our podcasts available by a tel- via telephone. And then someone invented the iTelephone and put podcasts on it. And then we all started looking, oh, we all started looking like uh, frigging prophets then, I can tell you. how We'd all said, I was one of the first people who put my podcast on available by telephone uh, before. Or maybe there were iTelephones then, I don't know. When was the iTelephone invented? It was probably, uh, it was probably a week before this podcast started knowing my look. So all that is. Uh, forget how I said any of that. The phone, the iTele, the Apple iTelephone was well up and running long before I put up that service where you could listen to this down a phone. Uh, but Steve Jobs did not invent the thing where you dial up a, a US phone number. A specific US phone number provided uh, where you could listen to into your head automatically down the phone without even owning a, an iTelephone. You could use an old rotary. I was available on old rotary dial telephones for a while. I may as well still be. I don't know. Can't be arsed to check. Uh, if you happen to know, let me know. I don't remember the name of the service or the phone number I was on. Couldn't care less. Couldn't give a shite. We've all moved on now. Uh, couldn't care. I don't even own a black and white television anymore. Uh, the last black and white television I owned, I bought in approximately, uh, let's see, when was it? It was about the year 2001. Uh, it was small. It had a bright yellow case to detract from the fact that everything on the screen was grey uh, but no it was a black and white television nonetheless uh, designed I believe to be kept in a sleeper van of some sort but I kept it in my bedroom I used it as a television a bedroom television and I can tell you it served perfectly well uh, it was just very it was 10 inches in diagonal width uh, which meant you got a picture of I don't know 8 inches by 6 inches or wherever that added up to never did the mats, uh, that's the engineer's job. Uh, plugged it into a VHS video cassette player, uh, served a purpose very well. I wasn't watching black and white movies, uh, but in a way, when you think about it, I was. If you get the idea, I got I'd rent color television. Uh, colour television, DVD, ah, whatever it was, and put them in and they come out in black and white and uh, say, oh, that poor bastard who spent the last 30 years uh, making a colour version of that movie. I just downtrodden all his work in one foul swoop uh, just by choosing a 69 euro television that was small enough for me to carry home on the bus. Uh, it's a ridiculous, really, when you think about it. Uh, no. Oh no! No, uh, no uh, telephone philosophy. That's the that's the thing. That's the thing that's on our minds today as we think of all this. Oh, where was I? No, I was trying to bring this round to telephone philosophy because uh, I decided just after the previous segment to name today's episode "Phone Philosophy," and I want to stick to that. 
but no, I suppose it doesn't have to be a big long rigmarole about telephone philosophy just for me to give it that title. Uh, no, no, it just would be nice if it was. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if for once if the title of the show made sense and was fitting in keeping with the content to more than just a vague degree, such as, for example, calling it, oh, there's a cat in this episode. Well, of course there's a cat. Actually, now that you mention it, there hasn't been any cats in this episode so far. Ah, uh, well, that'll change, I can tell you, after the following brief commercial interlude. Into your head. Do you like this program? Well, it's about time you proved it. Search for Into Your Head in iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and write a nice review under it. Do it today. It's been six years, you know. I'll be checking. I eat podcast listeners for breakfast, you know. Mmm, breakfast. Anyway, review the podcast in iTunes. It's important. Hash browns and toast, please. Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Support the podcastual arts at no cost to you. Just click through the Amazon link at intoyourhead.com whenever you go shopping for anything, even if you use Amazon UK or Canada. We'll take your weird foreign money here. We're not proud. Just visit IntoYourHead.com and click on the appropriate Amazon banner. Two cats walk into a podcast episode. One of the cats goes straight up to the commercial interlude and says, Oh, I better wait till this is over now. And then the commercial uh, interludes ends with minimal destruction, uh, inter- interruption rather, minimum interruption. And in fact, the commercial interlude is rather entertaining in itself. Uh, it's not something you'd need to skip. And in fact, it's an integral part of the podcast because it provides ways in which uh, the listener can support, uh, oh, can continue to support the podcast, which has been going since 2006 and of which there have been over 600. 180 episodes so far isn't it absolutely fantastic anyway then the cat uh, unfreezes after the end of the commercial interlude and goes up to the bar counter and says hello can I have a pint of your finest Guinness please and the man behind the bar says I'm sorry we don't serve uh, alcoholic drinks here this is a podcast and the cat says well why is there a bar here and the man behind the bar says, well, if you're in a podcast and you say uh, the cat goes up to the bar, then there is a bar there, whether it's a real one or not. Uh, if it's a, oh, you know, let's not get bogged down in philosophy here. And the cat says, no, let's get bogged down in philosophy because the title of the fourth episode has already been designated as uh, phone philosophy. So if we could somehow get this round to the topic of phone philosophy, or at least something to do with philosophy and connect it into phone somewhere uh, then that would seem like a lot more relevant title than it was uh, see I knew it was a good idea to bring a cat into this and the man behind the bar says uh, well I'm inclined to disagree you can't just uh, dial up a 
podcast on your telephone and have some frigging cat go up to a bar and say something about philosophy and then suddenly designate that as cat philosophy or can you there's the question for you and the cat says exactly if it's a question then it's philosophy uh, philosophy is about uh, coming up with the questions and not necessarily having answers for them isn't it and the barman says do you really need me to answer that and the cat says uh, no I'd rather you didn't actually that would help prove my point more and then the cat the man says well in that case uh, what in the name of Christ am I doing behind the bar and the cat says I was wondering about that because you denied that the bar even exists and the man says I don't even exist but you came up to to, you decided you were going to go up to a bar and say something to a man behind it so I suppose I'm here now I'm here now uh, you might as well make the best of it I've had, I just had a bit of a deja vu did we say something similar to that in the previous episode too uh, if we did it didn't involve me because I've only just been created in your mind about two minutes ago so how would I remember it uh, maybe it leaked through from somewhere else in the same mind in which I was created but oh definitely had a feeling of deja vu there when I was saying that thing about you coming up to the bar behind which uh, there's no me and the bar doesn't exist uh, maybe I've been where, somewhere before where I don't exist and I just can't remember uh, definitely wasn't in French that time though was it and the cat says I don't know I don't know but this is all getting very philosoph philosophical and I think that's exactly what we set out to achieve here well it's what I set out to achieve here anyway uh, you clearly set out to achieve nothing uh, you seem to be happy with your lot of not even existing here you are with a unique opportunity to come into existence for at least uh, one segment in a podcast uh, you don't even want to take the opportunity by the horns and drag it up to your non-existent bar and say look there's a bar if I say there's a bar and I can drag a concept by the horns up to it uh, then it's a bar at least for one minute uh, but no, you're a you're a giver upper. You're a oh, you just don't want to try, do you? And the barman says, "Are you talking to me?" And the cat says, "That's an interesting question." Uh, some of the great philosophers will tell you uh, that if I'm talking, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just talking uh, to my idea of anyone. And even if there is another person there, and it looks like a green person, uh, someone else might see that as a blue person who's there let's not get bogged down in uh, how we see colors as well though because that's just another complication we don't want to be getting all complicated the whole point of this philosophy is to simplify things and i would have thought the best way to simplify it uh, was to have a commercial break and then come in and say a cat walks into a bar and asks for a pint of Guinness uh, but no straight away we have to all these fucking complications uh, it looks we'll never get anywhere we'll never get anywhere just, which is just as well because we don't exist if we ever did manage to get somewhere uh, if we got to the edge of this non-existent room for example uh, we straight away find out that we don't exist at all because there's nothing outside that 
I think we just give up. We lose all we lose all desire to do anything. We just give up and fall in a heap like a oh like a cat who's walking along a who's walking along a, a cat into a state highway fence and suddenly realizes he doesn't have a skeleton because he's not real and then he just collapses and becomes a ball of fur. Although a lot of people consider a cat to be just a ball of fur, not necessarily in a bad way. But I think you'd find it's a bad thing then, if that was the case. Uh, so no, we are what we think we are, and I think I'm a cat walking into a bar, but the problem we have here is that you don't think you're a man in a bar, you don't think you're anything. Uh, so you're basically putting roadblocks up here to my thinking. You're basically ruining my night, that's what you're doing. Th thanks a whole heap of nothing, you bastard. And the man behind the bar says, look, do you want a pint of Guinness? And the cat says, yes, please. And the man says, well, I'll do my best here. Uh, I'll see. Uh, what do I have to do to create a pint of Guinness in this non-existent uh, bar? And the cat says, all you have to do is just pull a pint of Guinness into the glass the same way you'd normally do if you were real. And the barman says, well, how do I find out how I would do it if I were real? And the cat says, uh, I don't know. I'm a fucking cat if i knew that i'd do it myself and the man says well you do it yourself then and the cat says oh i never told her that i never told her that uh, although uh, you can see obviously i'm thinking of it now i uh, would well, know admittedly i never thought of that before you see you've contributed something to this now uh you've come up with an original thought and in ingested it into this conversation which proves that you exist to some extent uh which you had dreamed you didn't and the bar man says Christ you have a point there you have a point there uh, just not a real one not a point of Guinness but well, like, sure maybe I can work on that now you've uh, injected a whole new sense of being into me now I'm going to have a go at it I'm going to have a go at it and what more could you ask from a fictional barman than that especially if you're just a fucking cat and the cat says uh, thank you very much and a great night has had by all into your head the podcast junkie says, One of the funniest things I've heard. The Kildare Nationalist calls it, Well worth a listen. Inevitably, you'll end up laughing. Dave Fanning of RTE Radio 1 says, 40 seconds of that was enough. Follow Neil at twitter.com slash intoyourheadpod and pretend to like him at facebook.com slash intoyourheadpodcast. Now, uh, I've been sent some seeds by a friend of the program, Jerry from Southern California, uh, who recently graced me and my wife with his presence on this island. Uh, a great weekend was had by all. Well, I assume by them. I had a fine weekend. I uh, probably should have asked them if their experience of it was all right. Uh, but it's a bit late for that now. I'll just make her up and pretend everything went fine. And agree. Oh, they seem to enjoy themselves. I don't know. Or maybe they weren't here to enjoy themselves. Has that occurred to you? Maybe they were here on business. Or is it any of your fucking business? I don't know. Anyway, aforementioned uh, Jerry from Southern California uh, has sent his, one of his occasional lists of seeds of topics uh, which he'd like dealt with. Uh, one of them says, uh, one of them says, uh, windmills always turn counterclockwise except for 
for the windmills in Ireland. Uh, I assume, uh, or maybe it's not, I assume. Uh, no, I'm assuming wrong there. I've just realised I was going to say I assume it's because we drove him past some windmills uh, during his time here. But I don't think we did, because the windmills near here are between... Oh, where are they? They're between here and Kilkenny. And we didn't go out that road. We went out the other road. Uh, I don't think there's wind. Maybe saw a windmill somewhere independently of us. I don't know. Uh, I don't go. I'm not a freaking uh, OCD uh, control freak where I have to control every second of these people's visits to this continent. Uh, so maybe he saw windmills at some point. I very much doubt it, though. Why would he? Why would you see windmills in uh, well? having a go yeah the only way to see wind if I was to go over to America now I wouldn't just seek out windmills without having a tourist a local I'd have a, I'd have a local bring me to the windmills I wouldn't say I'm going to seek out some windmills now uh, no I'd uh, I'd work a hint so that I'd pass because there's windmills all over the place usually so I'd work a hint so that I'd pass some windmills on the way to somewhere else I wouldn't just go and uh, I wouldn't just go seek out the windmills and say this morning we're going to devote half the day to travelling to these windmills. No, I'd say uh, we're going to go over there we'll take a route that brings us past some windmills, uh, maybe stop off there and have a point there on the way. Have a bit of efficiency in your planning of your tourism. I don't know, maybe Jerry feels differently. I don't know Jerry. Uh, that's, that's not for me to dictate to you how you uh, control how people view your country. Uh, I can tell you, if you told me I wanted to see windmills over here, I wouldn't have said, oh, well, let's uh, let's cancel this whole weekend in Dublin and we'll go and drive to see some windmills at the other end of the country because I know there's some windmills probably in Sligo or somewhere. Uh, it's a day's drive each way, uh, but at least you get to see the windmills. No, uh, but no, uh, partly seeing he's, he's been here long enough anyway to form a opinions about the windmills in Ireland and he points out they always turn counterclockwise except for the windmills in Ireland uh, well uh, as you know Jerry the planet turns counter oh, does it does that hold on uh, what way does the earth rotate I must check this now earth rotate I don't want to look stupid earth rotates counterclockwise let's have a look at this and see if anything comes up uh, Earth's rotation. As viewed from the North Star Polaris, the Earth turns counterclockwise. Uh, well, we're not in the North Star. Oh, hold on now. Have to check the. Apparently, this is a matter of some controversy because it's a whole Wikipedia page about the Earth's rotation. Uh, the Earth rotates toward. Uh, the Earth's rotation is the rotation of the solid Earth around its own axis. The Earth rotates towards the east. As viewed from the North Star Polaris, the Earth turns counterclockwise. Uh, now, if you're in Ireland, obviously, you're not viewing anything from the North Star Polaris. You're viewing stuff from Ireland. Uh, so your, uh, your view of everything is going to be fucked up royally. That's why we have things like Google Earth. Uh, the way you do tourism nowadays is you go and see the wind mills but you don't just assume that everything looks like it looks as I was just like I was saying earlier about the colour thing uh, grass may look green to you but it may look red to someone else colour is not real it's just uh, the way we look at things and it's the same with the windmills you may be standing in front of a windmill looking at it and it may appear to be turning counterclockwise uh, but what you do is you take all your photos and take your memories 
Gucci and go home and then later on when you're reminiscing over your trip and you want to do a bit of further research then you have a look at your Google Earth and you find out what it looks like from the star Polaris or wherever the hell it is and just because it doesn't look like that while you're standing in front of it it doesn't mean you haven't had the whole experience uh, so I hope that helps Jerry and thank you very much indeed anyway good morning Sit, Schrody, sit. Good cat.